What is up, everybody? Welcome into Locked on Tigers. I'm your host, Chris Castellani. It is Wednesday, February 10th, 2021. Thank you for tuning in today. Now, I am going to throw this question out there to you, the people. I love the theme song, and I believe it was All It Is uh, Beats who sent it in. It's awesome, awesome. Love it. We'll never change it. Is it a little bit too long at the beginning? I was starting to wonder that when I was editing the last podcast that I recorded. If it is, please let me know, and maybe I'll cut it down just a little bit, though I do like listening to it. I think it's dope. As for today's show, there's a fair amount of news to discuss. The parameters and health and safety protocols are in place regarding this upcoming Major League Baseball season. I know there's been a lot of speculation, but guess what? This thing's going to start on time, and spring training is going to start, I believe, next week for pitchers and catchers, so things are starting to move. We're making lemonade here, baby. On Friday... I will do a grading of the signings, grading of the trades show, like what I did last week. I thought it worked out fine last week. There are a lot of uh, small signings, none that involve the Tigers outside of scope, but a a lot of small signings that have gone on throughout Major League Baseball. And really, these are the moves that help make teams a lot better. You know, obviously, there's the Riamutos and the Springers and the Bowers of the world, the the big moves that everyone talks about. But it's those little moves, those one, two-year deals that can be the difference between missing the playoffs and maybe even competing for and winning a World Series. So I will, I do want to talk about those, and I will talk about those on Friday. Now, the main thing I want to discuss today, like I said, are the new MLB health and safety protocols. Some rules have been changed. Some rules haven't been changed. I want to talk about all of those because that does involve baseball, obviously. It's not just a bunch of business decisions. It is rule changes, things that affect this great game, and some of these things frustrate me very, very much. But before I talk about that, and that's the real meat and potatoes of what we're discussing in this show, but there's a person that I've talked about many Many times on this podcast, spent a whole lot of time talking about him on Monday, and that's Trevor Bauer. You know, I've been outspoken. I won't say I've been overly boisterous with my opinions, but I've been outspoken in talking about the fact that I like what Trevor Bauer does. I find him amusing. I think he's funny. I think that his media company is is neat and interesting. And a sport that refuses to market their players, I think that he has, by by himself, kind of made himself the, the face of baseball. And I know that frustrates people because, you know, he's a good pitcher, but he's, he's not up to par with a Mike Trout or an Aaron Judge or Fernando Tatis, and yet gets about as much press as all those people. And yes, he did at one point say some very nice things about one of my videos. Now, it's one of the videos I'm not proud of. It's one of the famous rants by him and Mike Clevenger when they were hanging out with John Boy and Fuzzy in that video. And I, I hate to name drop here, but it's it's in context of the conversation. I'm not just throwing it out there. He has said some nice, nice things about me in the past. I am also, and I'm not going to say who who did this, but I'm, I'm in a group chat with all of the Locked On hosts uh, for the Major League teams. And it, I love it. It is wonderful. I love working with Locked On. There's some really funny, interesting, creative people. And even if I don't contribute as much to that conversation as I'd like to, I love listening to all their opinions. And, and recently, they have been very outspoken about their contempt for Trevor Bauer and some of his past behavior. Now, I am not going to come on here and do a 180 heel turn and say, you know what, just because some people had a different opinion, that means I'm going to change mine. No, I'm not doing that. But I will say that the older I get, the more important it is to realize who you associate with, 
how you talk about people and who you like and who you don't. That's just a fact. There have been people over the last several years, you know, politically, this is unfortunately a, a big issue. There have been people who have had opinions, despite the fact that I like this person, despite the fact that I, I appreciate how they've treated me in the past, I've had to separate myself from them because their opinions about certain things have been poisonous. It's not good to be associated with someone who feels a certain way about a person or, or a type of people. It's, it's not good. It's not healthy. My opinions about Trevor Bauer are going to be put under further review for the time being because I, I, I've defended him the same way that I've defended a lot of the Barstool guys in the past, though I still like Carabas and Dallas Braden a lot and, and forever will, but when I was in college, that was a big thing. I loved Barstool, and I talked about how great Barstool was and how much I wanted to work there, and over time, I had so many people explain to me why they believed Barstool was poisonous, and I've had to kind of take a step back and, and disassociate myself from some of the thoughts that I may have previously had. It's called growth. It's called learning, so... I, I don't know why this is as important to me as it is, but I will say I still think that what Trevor Bauer does for baseball is fascinating, but I firmly and fully disavow some of his past behavior completely, and I'm not going to justify it. It was wrong, and I hope he's learned, and I hope he's grown from it. But we're going to move on from that, and I do want to talk about the, the main thing, and that's that the official health and safety protocols, the guidelines, uh, were released to the public for Major League Baseball in 2021. That includes rule changes. I'm just going to run down the list here of the official rule changes. I know that a couple weeks ago people were worried, oh my God, is the season going to start on time? It's going to. All that stuff is out of the way. I didn't talk about it much because I just find it so boring. Guys sitting in a, in a Zoom conference talking about whether when they're going to start the season. Whatever. Tell me when you're going to start the season and I'll discuss it. We know when it's going to start. It's going to start on time, but here are the official changes for this upcoming Major League Baseball season. The improved Built Bar is even more deliciouser. 18 amazing flavors, 6 new flavors, 12 other original flavors. Bars are covered in 100% chocolate, soft and easy to chew. And Built Bars are healthy. Built Bar is great for the health conscientious guy or girl. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, great for the keto diet. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get $10 off your next order. Use promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even a new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. 
February is Black History Month, and the Locked On Podcast Network is honoring the challenges and successes of black men and women in sports with a new series called Locked On Presents More Than the Game. This week, Candace Cooper of Locked On Tar Heels and Erica Ayala of Locked On Women's Basketball discuss the opportunities and challenges that come with being a black woman in sports. Subscribe to the Locked On Presents podcast feed on the Radio.com app or wherever you get your podcasts. I know that break was a little abrupt, but let's get back to Locked On Tigers. Active rosters of 26, 28 in September following the call-ups. That's nothing new. Last year, it was 26. I believe this was a rule that was changed post-2019. It's fine because it may allow for certain players to get better paychecks. It may allow for certain guys who may have deserved a shot at the major leagues to finally get the call-up that they deserve. I also acknowledge, I think this rule is in place for a dumb reason. I think it's in place because Shohei Otani threw 12 innings at the Major League level and people started to think, oh man, there's going to be two-way players in baseball. Don't get me started on that. I'll rant about it another time. But hey, it's fine. It's, It's no skin off my back. 26 compared to 25, whatever, fine. Face mask enforcement officers. This obviously doesn't concern me, but uh, last year there were a lot of COVID breakouts, obviously, with the Cardinals and the Marlins, and so many games were canceled and rescheduled. They don't want that. And and I don't know if that was because players weren't careful. Now, in some cases, it was, with cases like Mike Clevenger and Zach Plesak going out out and partying. I have no problem with people there. I don't don't envy these people, but I have no problem with these people there enforcing uh, mask wearing. I, I think it's important and something that probably has to be done. Wearable contract tracing devices. I have no idea how good these things are, but I'm glad they're there. Look, whatever it's going to take for us to have fewer cancellations and more games, I'm all for it. And if that includes a wearable contract tracing device, it's fine. If If it means they all have to wear hazmat suits from the first to seventh innings, fine, so be it. Now we get to the big ones. Seven inning doubleheaders. This is the reason why I wanted to talk about this today, and it's the reason why I'm so passionate about this today. Look, I've been wrong many times, and and no one is as willing to admit their wrongdoings as I am. I did a whole show eulogizing the Los Angeles Dodgers when they fell behind 3-1 to the Braves last year. They went on to win the whole stinking thing. So yes, I, I have put my foot in my mouth, and I have looked like a complete idiot on many, many an occasion, but... This is a a day, this is an instance in which what I said before last season started has turned out to be so correct it's not even funny. I said a million times, this season is a season Rob Manfred is happy about because it is finally a chance for him to experiment with those rule changes that he loves, that he wants at the major league level, and that's what they did. The terms I used last year, throwing stuff at the wall and seeing what stuck. That's all they were going to do last year, and the good stuff was going to carry over to 2021 and the bad stuff was going to stay in 2020. Now, here's where I was wrong. Rob Manfred is a fool. And I should have I should have known that instead of seeing what stuck to the wall and going with, all right, we're going to stay with that, he saw the stuff that landed on the floor and said, we're going to go with that, the stuff that's on the wall, the stuff that's working, no, 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 throw that all out. So we're going to have seven inning doubleheaders this year. I'm sure they will make the argument that this is a COVID thing. I don't know if I buy that. In fact, I think that this is a rule that is here to stay uh, as long as Manfred is commissioner, however long that may be. Automatic runner in extra innings. So we go to extra innings starting in the 10th. You're going to start with a runner on second base. Again, 
inevitable. Once this thing got put into place in 2020, I felt like Manfred was going to stick with it for the near future. I don't like this. I think it makes the game silly. And again, if if it was something that made the game a little bit more interesting or enjoyable, I, I'd be fine with it. But it's just a gimmick. It's just one big, fat, smelly gimmick. I'm not a fan of it. One one compromise, and I can't believe nobody's brought this up, and maybe they have and I just missed it. One compromise that I think would be great, why not just start with a runner on first? Like, I think that's a good compromise, right? Like, the chances of a team scoring with a runner on first are exponentially higher than with nobody on base. You don't have a runner in scoring position. You don't just have to bunt and hit a sack fly. I I think that'd be good. Eventually, it will shorten the game, obviously. You're not going to play 19 innings starting every inning with a guy on first base. And if you do, so be it. I I figured this would happen. I'm not a fan of this rule. I think it's a bit ridiculous. And I, I I don't know if I pointed this out on this podcast, but with a rule like this, a relief pitcher could realistically end the season going like 0-12 without allowing a single earned run. Like, let's say a team plays, and this probably won't happen, right? But let's say a team plays 15 extra inning games, and in 10 of them, they bring in the same pitcher in extra innings. And let's say he gives up a bunt and a sack fly. He'd take the loss without getting up, giving up a single earned run. And I know wins and losses for pitchers, especially relievers nowadays, doesn't mean a whole lot, and you could argue it never has, but I just I find that pretty darn silly, to be honest with you. And the last one, and this is the one that really disappoints me, there will be no DH in the National League. I've heard one good reason for why there shouldn't be a DH in the National League. You know what that reason is? It's this. Hey, you know what? I like seeing pitchers hit. Screw you. That's it. That's the only reason. It's just a personal taste thing. I am yet to hear a single solid defense as to why the DH shouldn't be in both leagues. And it's so, I mean, like, this is a, this this borders on comical. Like, this borders on satire. I didn't hear a single person last year say, man, you know what? Last year's baseball season, it was fluky, but... Man, I, I, I really missed having the, the no DH in the National League. Nobody said that. Everybody was fine with it. The the no DH rule in the National League is one of those things that everyone will bitch and complain about until it gets changed. Then nobody thinks about it. Nobody talked about it last year. In the World Series, when I mean, I know they played it all in the same location, but in the World Series last year when they were playing technically that the, the National League team was home, nobody said, oh man, God, really wish they had no DH. This was such a perfect opportunity. Like, I'll be honest. I could have honestly lived with the other two rule changes, with the the seven-inning doubleheaders and the runner on second to start extra innings. I wouldn't have been a fan of it, but I could have lived with that if you would have compromised by having DH in both leagues. I think that would have been a a fair trade-off. It would have been fine. I think that's the thing that grows the game. I think it makes the game better. You get more runs. All great. Wonderful stuff. No chance. And And I, outside of, hey, you know what? Screw you. I like watching pitchers hit. Haven't heard a single solid defense as to why that rule is in place for 2021. It makes absolutely zero sense to me. Zero, none, zilch, zip, nada. It is a perfect microcosm of how I feel about Rob Manfred and this entire uh, ten his tenure as commissioner as a whole, which is I don't think he has poor intentions. I think he believes that he's helping grow the game, but he's so, so misguided. 
who was it that was in his ear? It had to have been the owners, because I'm sure the owners realized that if you had a DH in the National League, they'd make uh, $10 billion this year as opposed to 11. I, I, besides that, I, I just I, don't, I see no reason why this is actually a thing. And it, uh, it makes me kind of upset, honestly, because I liked it last year. That was one of the only things about last season that I really liked. I liked having the DH in both leagues. And uh, this is why we can't have nice things. One last thing, and this doesn't have to do with the rule changes, but it, it kind of slipped under the radar and I wanted to talk about it. It's being reported that Major League Baseball is slightly deadening the baseballs starting in 2021 following a random influx of home runs over the last several years. This is such nonsense. Look, the baseballs have been juiced over the last several years. They Like, they have been. I have no problem with that. I have no problem with that the same way I have no problem with pitchers using sticky substances. It's not steroids, right? It's a, it's a mild get-ahead that makes the game a little bit more interesting. I think that's a fair trade-off. You want to juice the baseballs? Fine. Uh, Garrett Cole can put some sticky stuff on his fingers. But no, again, like, there's no consistency with a lot of these rules, with a lot of these changes. So we may see fewer home runs in 2021 because home runs are awesome and we can't have awesome things. And baseball is the only reason that I could think of. So, yeah, I didn't expect to spend this whole show talking about rule changes and random things that baseball's been doing over the last several weeks. But I did want to discuss it because this is a game, as much as we may put our feet down and, and not want this to happen, The game of baseball, whether we like it or not, is changing. It is evolving. Now, you could make the strong argument, and I would make this argument, that it is evolving for the worse. In fact, I guess the term would be devolving, but it is changing. And these are things that we need to discuss because they will be things that we are going to see in baseball every night over the next several seasons. The game has changed. I hate defending the guy, but I believe Rob Manfred took over as commissioner with the intention of changing the game of baseball. He is doing that. He is changing Major League Baseball for better or for worse. I think it's definitely for worse, but we'll talk about that again another time. That will do it for today's show. You can follow me on Twitter at Castellani2014. You can follow the show on Twitter at Tigers. While you're at it, go to Apple Podcasts, go to iTunes, leave a written positive five-star review of this program. It would be much, much appreciated. I will be right back here on Friday doing another one of those rapid-fire shows where I grade all the signings that I haven't gotten to yet. Thank you very much for listening, everybody. I will be right back here on Friday. Have a great rest of your day, and go Tigers.